I realized the other day that there, like, there was a fifty percent chance of Thanos snapping himself. Whoa! Yeah. Out of his out of existence. Welcome to a mini episode of Screenshot Podcast. Screenshot TV edition. Have we never done a TV episode before? I don't think so. I think they've all been new films. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk today about Daredevil Season 3. Mm-hmm. Daredevil uh, Season 3, uh, we both just finished it this yeah. week. I think that this was probably, as a whole, this might be one of my favorite seasons. It's been so long. I don't yeah. even remember what season one was about. Exactly. Well, I remember what season one was about, but I like I, I wanted to start watching it, but then I watched like a trailer for it, and I was worried that most of it was going to be boring. Season one. Yeah. What was it about again? Like it's when he... wait, it's him and Foggy Nelson taking down Fisk okay. with the law, and like right. neither Karen or Foggy know that he's Daredevil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just worried that it was going to be too boring. Okay. Yeah, I think that season one there's a lot of legal stuff that helps if you have a bit of legal understanding. Yeah. Kind of like in Better Call Saul is like you mm-hmm. can kind of get along, but if you have like know the terminology, you get more out of it. Yeah. And then season two was more about him like fighting the hand and stuff. Right, yeah. And more setting up defenders and Punisher too. And Punisher, yeah. Um. So I thought that this season kind of stood on its own shoulders a little bit more where it wasn't it's not like the first one where it was setting itself up yeah and it's not like the second one where it was setting up the defenders a lot yeah it kind of leaned on defenders a lot in the beginning yeah um the aftermath yeah exactly but i think it did it in a graceful way that it like helped the story yeah people comments i read online were saying this one compared to last season was more of a one story instead of Mm. having where season two he was fighting the hand but also fighting punisher yeah this one was one story yeah and like every character was involved in the same arc Mm -hmm. which was really interesting it It, felt all like punisher in that way yeah that's the thing that i liked because like inevitably there are always side stories that i just don't care about yeah um and i really i didn't even notice it really that every character was involved in the same arc that was really nice and it really kept the show like, it felt like the show moved a lot quicker. Yeah. You didn't have the parts where like, oh, this guy, what's he going to be doing? I don't really care what yeah. he's doing right and now. Yeah, and as soon as it introduced Nadim, mm. um, I was worried that that's what that character was yeah. going to be. I was worried it was just going to be, like, a side story that I didn't care about. But he was, like, integral to, like, the whole show. Yeah. Um, in fact, he's, like, almost just as much of a main character as Matt is. Yeah. He's, like, he is, I think as you said this, he represents the audience in the show. Like, yeah. the the innocent person who's coming in blind and not really knowing what's happening. Where yeah. Daredevil, we can't really relate to right now because yeah, he, of his mental state. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I did think that the story that this season told was probably the most predictable out of all the three seasons, though. Okay. Because, um, like, it, it, it's, your, it's your typical, like, redemption story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was Matt in a dark place, and he works through it, and then he takes down Fisk, and then I just, I, I didn't, they, there were no twists. Especially when, like, Daredevil, or uh, Bullseye took over, like, the Daredevil, like, identity. Yeah. Like, I saw that coming. Because it was in the trailers. It, it was in the trailers, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, like, it was predictable. Um, and then, like, I knew that, like, I just, like, there were no beats in the story that I didn't see coming. Hmm. Um... Not that I'm actively trying to like predict what the story is going to be, and I don't do that in general. Um, but I felt like I already knew like where the story was going. I knew that Fisk wasn't going to win. Yeah. I knew that he was going to take him down. I knew that Matt was going to be friends with Karen and Foggy at the end of it. I knew he was going to get out of his like mental funk that he was in. Yeah. Um, but even despite all that, I thought that the storytelling 
was so good that I didn't mind. And I thought that the individual like character writing was some of the strongest that the series has ever right. had. Um, like it's in seasons one and two, it was hard for me to take Foggy seriously. Okay. <laughs> uh, but in this season, like he's like a great character and he's like a source of like, He's he's almost represents responsibility in the show. Yeah. Because Daredevil Matt kind of loses his sense of responsibility, and he's a very selfish character in season three. Yeah. He's being Daredevil for him, not for the good of the city. Hmm. Um, and Foggy kind of takes it under his wing to pursue Fisk in the context of that he's a bad dude and it's good for the city that he is in jail. Yeah. Whereas it's a more of a personal vendetta for Matt at that point. Yeah. Revenge. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you see his struggle of whether or not he's going to kill Fisk at the yeah. end. And that's his, you're like, is he going to do it? And I didn't know until the last episode. I thought he, I thought he was going to do it. Yeah. I honestly thought he was going to do it and that they were going to like lose Matt. And mm-hmm. then that would kind of be the end of his story or like the next story would be his like, like even darker than this one would be. Yeah. It was kind of, was Matt willing to sacrifice himself, like, mm-hmm. his own moral sanity? Yeah. Like, or his own, you know, goodness yeah. to for the greater good? Because it would be greater for the good of the city to kill Fisk, but, you know, at what cost? At what cost? He's like, you don't get to destroy me. Like, yeah. So, I seeing that, that ending, oh, man, that yeah. ending scene is just insane. So good. All the screaming. <laughs> yeah. I love shouting in shows. Yeah. Um, it was, I was kind of hoping, like, this... This season in particular was very similar to um, uh, Mark Miller's run on the comics in the 90s, I believe it was. Born Again? When, uh, yeah, Born Again. Yeah. Um, when Matt is, like, beaten by Fisk um, and kind of, like, loses himself a lot. He kind of goes crazy. He's, like, homeless for a little while. And um, a nun prays for him, and then he gets better. Hmm. Um, and there was a lot of beats in that story, in this story that I think are reflected Oh, yeah. By the comics. It's well known that this is... Like, my dad has all the comics. He told me it runs very similar mm. to it. Um, it's just every episode, you feel like everyone, the good guys, keep losing. Yeah. And like, every episode, I'm like, no. Like, it's all these setbacks. Yeah. And the Fisk is always there. Always five sets like, ahead. Wow. It's like, the story writing and the way... I'm blown away by, like, TV story writing in general. How mm-hmm. they're able to knit this story together and only tell you just enough per each episode. Yeah. And at the end, it's just... Everything's merging perfectly. Yeah. And then at the end of every episode, you're like, how on earth could it get better for Yeah. You? How can they yeah, put this all together? Can, how can they bring it back? Even at the end of episode 12, I'm like, how can they make this right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, Fisk is free. And it's like, how are they going to fix yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, man, um, so good. And it just, like, goes to show, like, how intimidating and good a villain, like, Fisk yeah. is. Um, I it, like that. And it's funny, because when you're a kid, and I'm watching, like, the Spider-Man cartoons, mm-hmm. it's like, I want Doc Ock, he's got arms. I want Green Goblin, because he flies. And it's like... Yeah. I don't want Kingpin. Kingpin is boring. Yeah, he doesn't do big, anything. Big fat white guy yeah. who wears white and purple. Yeah, I don't want the boring guy. I want, yeah. I want Mysterio. Like, I want a giant guy with a glass head. Like yeah. So it's like Kingpin is seen as like a boring villain to kids, but mm-hmm. like in the adult world, he is like the evilest of villains. Oh, for sure. And that's what's so crazy about him. And then the comics, they're kind of stories, or they have leaned on villains like that in the past too. Like Norman Osborn is a very similar villain. Okay. Where he's like the Green Goblin, but he like almost does more harm as Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really liked Kingpin. He was like, he was so good in this. Mark Dino- or uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is yeah. such a good actor too. Like his performance is so Fantastic. good. His like control over his body for the role mm. is so good. 
the way his face twitches like when he yeah. doesn't like something the way his hands are always like moving in a very specific yeah. manner like when he's thinking and his, so cool. his kind of smile he has a wry smile that yeah. comes up is like very like forced like it doesn't look like a mm-hmm. real smile mm-hmm. it's, it's very like like, like a mask he doesn't know how on. to really smile yeah it's like that's what it tells me. It looks like this man doesn't know how to smile. So he kind of forces like a happiness. Yeah. And it's, it's so strange. crazy. And it's like, and it, it, and like his, his relationship with Vanessa is mm. so interesting too. Cause it's like, how can this man feel so attached to this person? Uh, because he's like so void of so many like emotions yeah. that like make those <clears throat> kinds of things possible. It's uh and when you, I watched kind of the last episode twice. I watched it with my dad when he was watching mm. it. I should watch and it when, again. when you watch any part of the show again you get more out of it because mm. you see what led to certain things mm-hmm. so when i see the part where he allows vanessa back into his life when she says i want to be a part of your life and then she orders the execution of nadim mm-hmm. and that is what essentially leads to kingpin losing because that is the only evidence that daredevil has against vanessa yeah that's the only thing he has on kingpin is like i yeah. know that vanessa ordered the murder of Nadim. Yeah. Therefore, that's what I can do to hurt her and to hurt you. Yeah. So Kingpin only loses because he allowed... He allowed was, somebody who, else. Who was close to him. Yeah. The person he loved to get her hands dirty. Yeah. And I think, like, that's what he regrets, is that he allowed her to get close. Yeah. And he allowed her to commit the crime, mm. which is the only reason he couldn't win. Do you think he's going to be a big player next season again? No. I think they're going to, like, do kind of, like, on-off... Because, like, season one, Kingpin. Season yeah. two, it's not. Season three, he's back. Season four, if they do it, it's I don't think he's going to be the big player. I think if season four is definitely going to be a thing, I think. Well, it's right now, It's we're not sure because of Disney making their own streaming right. service. And it, if it comes, it might not be on Netflix. Yeah. But that's the only thing we're not sure about right now. Yeah. Because that's probably why they canceled Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Well, they also are getting than, very good ratings. Yeah, other than and they're not being very good in general. So. Yeah, season one... See, apparently season two for Iron Fist was okay. I'm probably okay. not going to watch it anyways. I won't. But uh, I watched season one of Luke Cage. I was thoroughly disappointed. Mm. And I didn't even bother with season two, which I heard was even worse. Mm. Uh, what did you think of Bullseye um, in the show? I didn't love him. I think he was a good character, but like, mm. I wasn't that interested in his story. Mm. Um, I think what's interesting is to see maybe his relationship with Kingpin, how Kingpin probably saw himself in him. Yeah. Someone who is in pain and can be taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, I, what I didn't see coming was them just ordering the death of Julie. Just, I was like, what? Like, just gone. That she's just dead. Oh, yeah. Like, that came out of nowhere. I liked Bullseye a lot, actually. Okay. I really, I always love those characters who are just, like, crazy. Okay. And have, like, a lot of, like, psychological trauma. I think that's just, like, really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. And I thought his performance was really good. And I loved watching him fight. Just okay. throwing everything. Yeah. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah. He threw the bat, like, the baseball, like, around the edge and hit mm-hmm. Matt in the face. Like, just, it makes me laugh every time I see it, but it's just so cool. <laughs> we broke the rosary, the rosary uh, necklace yeah. into pieces and was throwing at the glass that Karen was walking through. I thought that, um... I was thinking about this today, actually. Uh, I thought that Matt should have been a more formidable fighter against Bullseye. Because, like, Matt was, like, trained to be a fighter since he was a kid. And he's been, like, practicing, like, his martial arts ever since. And then, like, this dude who's just good at throwing things when he was young doesn't have any fighting experience. Well, he was in the army. Yeah, and he's an FBI agent. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like as an FBI agent 
or as an army official, he should be able to be any stronger than the average FBI agent. Yeah, or like having a better like fight. Like he might be naturally more inclined to be a better fighter, similar yeah. to like how Matt is. Like like that's. But just because you're an FBI agent and like an, and a soldier doesn't mean yeah. you can go like that. You can hold your own against Daredevil. Yeah, or even why is um why can't Daredevil predict like where the projectiles are coming from? Well, that like in, he in, can to a certain extent. Yeah, it just seems he like he's a couple of them. Yeah, but he was like getting caught off guard too many times. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, that's the point. The only, it wouldn't be interesting if he was just like, of course. Yeah, the part that really kind of made me angry, like the big cut the crap moment, was when he's with um melvin the suit guy and mm. like they're in melvin's shop yeah. and like melvin is destroying fbi agents i loved that i'm like i later found out melvin is a character from the comics yeah he's a gladiator but then yeah. like when they just show that i'm like hey these like are fbi agents with like battle shields and helmets and yeah. melvin's and punching melvin's them in the helmet like, wait, this yeah. guy is just some guy on parole like he was yeah and he's destroying I, I enjoyed it. i enjoyed watching it but i thought yeah. about that too I'm i was like, like why is this guy able to like hold his own it's like everybody who's it, it it made it made the, it seem like anybody can just like fight exactly in the same yeah universe, and it doesn't seem like it's a special thing to be able to fight anymore yeah I, I I'm okay with Daredevil punching people in the helmet and knocking them out mm. like you can't punch a guy yeah, in the helmet and he doesn't like I don't I don't think he does punch people in the helmet I think he like if, if Melvin does like, in those well, scenes. yeah Melvin yeah. does but I'm talking about Daredevil yeah. like, he usually like aims for like he'll either have something else that has more mass behind it have like have that hit them yeah or he'll go for their like exposed like jaw or something yeah. but um, melvin did have his, his saw blades so oh yeah cool. yeah I, melvin and his saw blades that's like a reoccurring thing well, that's because in the comics he uses saw blades he uses i i don't know about his character like at all i found that from my dad oh okay that's his weapon i thought he choice. was a gladiator isn't that his superhero name the gladiator i'll look it up here yeah that's right but he does use saw blades oh he does i never saw a picture of him using saw blades show there's, me there's one here He's got oh, saw blades okay. on his arms, yeah. It's uh, a few. That's not. That's not. That's him. Yeah. Okay. So he has saw blades. Yeah. So that's why he had them. Like, okay. That a, a bit of a throwback. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I always like keep my eye peeled when it's all the Melvin scenes because they're always chock full of Easter eggs. Are they? Like it, oh yeah. Like in the in the first season, you can see uh, he's building stilt man's stilts. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and even in this season, like he's wearing his superhero suit under his shirt. Yeah, I had that logo. Yeah. Um, there wasn't. I was watching some Easter egg videos on YouTube. There wasn't that many in this season. Overall, there wasn't. Yeah, not a overall, lot. and it, and you could kind of notice it in the show too. Yeah, it was more in its own kind of little universe, mm -hmm. which is okay. Yeah, because the show holds it on its own. It doesn't need all these callbacks to like referencing other shows. But I don't think like I I I like how well the <clears throat> Daredevil like writers draw upon the source material especially okay. in like season two like when he's like chained to the chimney like with the punisher that's straight out of the comics okay when the punisher is being like when he's covered in blood after he kills all those inmates and he's being dragged by those uh by those like swat officers or whatever straight out of the comics mm. um and they use the comics more as like a visual reference more than right. like storytelling yeah um but i didn't get that a lot this season okay especially because Daredevil had his suit most, or uh, Bullseye had his suit most yeah. of the time, which actually happens in the comics. They swap places for a little bit of time. Uh, Matt became Bullseye for, for a period, have and, you, and Bullseye became Daredevil. Have you read the Born Again series? I haven't. I My really dad noticed a lot of parts that were very similar. Oh, yeah? Like uh, the church themes, there's a lot mm -hmm. of like that with it. Um, if you notice, my dad noticed right away, like uh, Matt's suit is like the nun's outfit. 
Mm. Like where it has like the black with a white strip that looks mm-hmm. like uh, Sister Maggie's outfit yeah. where she has like the white and the black. Yeah. So he's wearing almost like the nun's outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last episode, you see as well, he's wearing a black shirt, but he's wearing a red shirt underneath. You can see the red in his collar kind of mm-hmm. sticking out, showing yeah. how he's becoming Daredevil again. Mm-hmm. Only in the last episode where he's like gaining back who he was. Kind of who he was, yeah. So there was, there's a lot of imagery that like I don't notice well, but my dad finds it right away and I'm really impressed by that. So mm-hmm. there is a lot to be seen in yeah. the show. I would love to read the, uh, the Mark Miller comics. I should see if I can find them somewhere. Don't you have like the online versions of like everything? Um, I have all of the Amazing Spider-Man comics okay. online, not the Daredevil ones. And my Comicsology app is acting up. I, I, I keep emailing them about it, okay. but there's no download option or mm. purchase but option for like any of the comics. Okay. There's a just add it to your wish list and that's it. Wish list, yeah. And then you can't like do anything from that. And now all the boring game comics just shot up in value. Yeah. Because of the show. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> now, I'll find them online or something. I'll yeah. download them. Um, Callbacks to the comics. Like, I love the white suits and Kingpin. Oh, had, like, yeah. He, he's, like, bringing his suits in. And you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Those are all his black suits. And then they're all white. Yeah. Like, Whoa. <laughs> I was really hoping he would have, like, a purple ascot or something. Of everybody wanted yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe next season. Yeah. But the white suits was amazing. Yeah. Great touch. Super cool. And, it like, they managed to do it in a way that didn't look cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Um them calling him kingpin might have been a little bit cheesy. oh i loved it it was a bit I was of like way into it like when they're like we have, we have a code name for him what is his code name it's the, kingpin yeah the lead up to it felt yeah. like like a little like forced I'm like, but like I'm, old credits <laughs> yeah it was just it was just a way for them to get that word yeah. into the series so that they can start using it more yeah. and just like call him kingpin instead of fisk but he is known for having the codename because in season one he was like the boss or like yeah they no one said him by his name yeah he was so. just supposed to be the kingpin of crime yeah yeah because back in season one he was right behind the scenes where in this season he's just out in the open yeah I'm the criminal like mm-hmm. yeah and just the way he twisted the media was just you get so angry yeah because you're like why can't you why can't you see you're getting manipulated yeah and like no one can tell oh. I was I was so angry with Nadim for like the first half mm-hmm. of the season because he's so like blinded by him just wanting to do a good job yeah and he just like gets played at the beginning though like you were kind of you could understand why because like when you see the thing like oh them getting the Albanians oh yeah for and, sure. like yeah let's get him in a better prison mm-hmm. so we can give us more information it made sense at the beginning but Absolutely. slowly and then you see like him go into his lair after he bought the hotel and, and you're like, like <gasps> what in the world and then later on <sighs> like uh Nadim's boss is like you've been marked for a year he's been yeah. planning this that's crazy and you're like Whoa. Yeah. So like the way like Fisk thinks it's just yeah. like no one can like plan ahead like he does. Yeah. So cool. And we got a bit of we could see how he planned ahead when like he's asking his lawyers for the files on Poindexter. Mm-hmm. Like bring me everything I have on Poindexter. And he's and just, just immerses reading. himself. So, in okay, it, yeah. I gotta find out what your childhood was like. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That episode where he goes into the background of uh of Bullseye's character was really cool, I yeah. thought. It was so well shot, and mm-hmm. like they explored his childhood in a way that wasn't just it was a flashback. Yeah, like it was very it was creative. Like, it was part of the show. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Like I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, me neither. And I think it's like super creative, and it just it brought us information in a new way mm-hmm. that felt very natural because you could see Fisk's reaction to mm-hmm. it, and like as he's exposed to it, mm-hmm. it's very blew me away and it gives you like more insight into like how he thinks about things and just how detail oriented he is yeah yeah really cool what did you what do you think about the 12 minute 
extended or uh, like one shot prison scene. Right. Yeah. So this got to talk about. I that. didn't notice it was one shot until I heard after. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm in like a show I really enjoy, I mm-hmm. kind of t- don't focus as much on the camera work as I should. Even though I love camera work, I yeah. get so into the story, I'm just not thinking about that. Yeah. So I didn't notice it, but. I did notice it because of how like stressed and anxious I was as I watched it. Yeah. And I'm like, all I'm thinking is like, how big is this prison? He's never going to get out. How's he going to get out? He's yeah. not going to make it. Yeah. And like, that's all I'm thinking. I'm, I'm engrossed in it. So mm-hmm. I think having it all be one shot gave you a perfect sense of time and a mm-hmm. perfect sense of space mm-hmm. and of where he was and of what he's dealing with. Exactly. So yeah. It, it worked really well. It was just perfect. Yeah. It was like, cause Daredevil's kind of known for having these, these like one, there'll be one per season, like extended shots. Like in the first one, yeah. it was that like old boy esque, like hallway fighting scene yeah. where he like breaks down the door. The second season, it was like the stairwell fight scene. Um, and then this one, it's the prison fight scene. But in this one, I think more than the other ones, it worked as a storytelling device mm-hmm. as well as just like an interesting framing device for an action scene. Yeah. Um, cause you're, you're with him the whole time he's in the prison. Yeah. Like, and you, you really get a sense of the scale and the, the risk and the, uh, like the tension of being there from mm. the shot being all in one piece like that. Cause film is so often about using editing tricks to expand a moment in time to make it feel more dramatic. Okay. But this you're 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 right there with the character the whole time experiencing yeah. things as he experiences them, which I think is a really interesting and powerful storytelling device. Yeah, and I didn't even like going into the prison, I didn't see it coming like mm-hmm. with like the doctor being like having the poison. Yeah. And I then didn't see everyone it coming at all. like I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And it's like he can't trust anyone. He's like, who's the Albanians? Who's Fisk's? Yeah. Who's just trying to escape prison now? Like, that was like no the tipping point to where it's like, oh man, Fisk is like actually in control yeah, of, of everything. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you kind of like, you almost get just as paranoid as Matt is. Exactly. Yeah. That. And then it was like seeing his meeting with the Albanian like boss. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I love that guy. Like, yeah. It was a great scene. It was such a good, oh man. I, I just want to go watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really good part. Super, super, super good. Great filmmaking across the board in this show. Like, the yeah. shots were just... And it's some of the away. most ambitious filmmaking I've ever seen in, like, a television series. Yeah. Short of, like, Game of Thrones, where they're mm-hmm. spending $140 million yeah. per episode. Yeah, this show, just the quality of, like, every single set. Mm-hmm. The quantity of sets that we saw. We've seen, There's like... so many different we've locations. We've seen the homes of almost every character. Mm-hmm. All of their fa- individual families now, mm-hmm. too. All of their neighborhoods. Like, we have this sense of scale of, like, this world... And mm-hmm. it feels like a comic would, where a comic can easily go anywhere in the world. Yeah, this film has gone, or this and it makes show it feel has gone more in the grounded world. and realized. Like yeah. this is like an actual place that you can like go to. Yeah, um, we spent a lot of time in the church, mm-hmm. a lot of time with Matt moping around. Yeah, um, I thought like Sister Maggie was a fantastic character. Yeah, um, what did you think of the twist of her being Matt's mother? Um, I didn't see it coming. Actually, no, I didn't see. That. I didn't see it coming, and I thought, I thought it made sense. Okay. Like I, I liked it actually. Okay. Um, I th- it, it's definitely a twist on how Sister Maggie gets Matt to come out of his funk in the comics. Um, is it from the comics as well? She's not her his mom in the comics. Okay. But Sister Maggie is a character in the yeah. Born Again like series. Yeah. Sister Maggie like prays for Matt. Yeah. And uh, Mark Miller never came out, um, and he never like definitively said if that's what solved, like if that's what brought Matt out of it. Or if it was just a coincidence or what. Okay. 
So it's more kind of up to interpretation that it was like, and this plays into a conversation I want to have about the series too, um, but more that it was like the work of God hmm. to have Matt kind of redeem or uh, redeemed in the comics. Yeah. Um, whereas they got the same result with the same character in the Netflix series by making her his mother. And that's what gives Matt the motivation to become a better person. Okay. Um, so it's like you get the same result and you have a similar motivation, but instead of it maybe being the work of God, um, it's still done through a prayer, but it's Matt overhears it and realizes that Maggie is his mother. And so instead of being alone in the universe and feeling that everybody has abandoned him, mm-hmm. he has, he realizes he has a parent and like, that he he still has people like it, it he reluctantly realizes that he's surrounded by people that do care about him right i uh i didn't like it when it was revealed at first mm. it felt contrived almost mm. like it's like when shows kind of do this like it almost felt like oh it was a dream the whole time kind of yeah thing. Like, like of course she's his yeah. mom yeah and it felt i kind of felt i want to say almost disrespected as a viewer like mm. to have it out of nowhere i'm like really like you just kind of threw that in there like mm-hmm. it didn't nothing prior to that felt like it led me to believe that or in any mm. way like it felt like sure why not it could have been anybody and you know but uh, like why would a nun care so much and like pay attention so much and sacrifice so much well because she was like a mother figure when he's mm-hmm. growing up so i'm like that's good enough she's a motherly figure so you know it's fine i guess but it just in the moment i wasn't like blown away or impressed mm. it kind of upset me as a viewer to be just like sure okay why not mm-hmm but in the end, it did have a bit of a payoff mm-hmm. as we lose, like, his father figure, um, where he died in, like, sacrificing himself, mm-hmm. which was a great part, like, a great death in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see at the end that uh, Sister Maggie becomes that figure, like, uh, Matt explicitly asks, like, do you want to be, like, the person who, like, Father, what was his name, Lan Landreth? I can't remember. I always want to say the Father Mulcahy, but that's the priest from M.A.S.H., it was something with an L, Father Landreth or yeah. something. So it's like, do you want to be like he was for me? And she's like, that's my job. I'm a nun. Yeah. So we get that. That's going to be going next season. She'll be an important father figure, an important role model in his life. Because mm-hmm. um, we always saw that the the father was that in season one. He would always Absolutely. go to him. Yeah. So, what did you think? Did, how? What did you think of how the show kind of handles uh, Daredevil's like faith? Uh, at first. I was upset because we're all like Daredevil or Matt, you're such an idiot right now. Like the way he's mm-hmm. acting and spiting God and disrespecting like the religion of like Maggie right in front of her and like, mm-hmm. in a very disrespectful way. Um, but there was the redemption, like yeah. the show. Like well, and he was, he was such, he was in such a dark place after defenders. Yeah. Um, that he's like, like we've all been frustrated with things before. Like, and he's just like, He's so frustrated and angry and had nowhere to really put it, especially because he lost his abilities for a while. Like yeah. he would usually pour his anger into being Daredevil, yeah. but he couldn't even do that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's kind of ironic, I would say. Like he he spites Christianity, and you kind of can see why out of like the things he's seen with like mm-hmm. um, you know the Shaolin and like all this ancient Chinese like mysticism. Yeah. It's like okay, in this universe, obviously Christianity isn't true. But in the end, he still actually goes back to his faith. I don't I know if in the if in this universe Christianity isn't true. Well, it's there's just, kind just of, other things that exist. Yeah, alongside it's just it. kind of funny that in this universe results mysticism. Mm-hmm. He might have seen this and been like, okay, obviously my 
ancient religion of Catholicism is just a silly thing. Mm -hmm. I don't need to believe this anymore, which is kind of what I thought it was where he was. Mm. But then over time, he slowly ends up. And I think it almost happens too fast in the last episode where he's still pretty dark, pretty dark. And then at the end, he's kind of like, he's back all in. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, that happened pretty quickly. But I think there was almost too much of a jump from episode 12 to 13 in terms where of Matt's, his, like, his positivity, like, yeah. all of a sudden he's like, woohoo, back to normal, it's yeah. me again. Nelson and Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, that happened a little too quickly, mm-hmm. but, you know, it shows that after he had this decision that was eating him up the whole time of what mm-hmm. to do with Fisk, and once it was resolved, once he gave mercy and, like, made the choice, and mm-hmm. made the right choice, it settled his heart, and he decided to be Matt again. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what the show culminated in. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a good storytelling device. Um, I was really impressed with how la- how how much a lack of bias the show had towards one way or the other in terms of dealing with religion. Yeah, it felt very respectful to it, like people who are religious. Yeah, exactly. And it was refreshing to see a superhero who is religious. Yeah. That doesn't really right. happen that often. Mm. Um, and certainly not, not in a way that's like respectful of anything. Yeah. That's why... Um, I don't know if you watched The Walking Dead or anything, no. but in like, I forget what season it was, there was a character named Herschel, and he was religious. And he was like my favorite character, because he's mm-hmm. like, so so often in TV shows and stuff, like, if you're religious, that's just an excuse for them to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, they'll be like an extremist in some or way. It, or they use it as a crutch. Yeah, or they yeah. use it as a crutch or anything. Yeah. But it's never displayed in like a real way. Yeah. And I, I like the way that it was displayed. And then it, it dealt with honest struggles that a lot of people have. Mm. Um, rather, regardless of whether or not you're religious. Like you, you feel frustrated towards things all the time. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was just like a really, a really good way to have the audience relate to Matt in that dark place that he was in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did think that he kind of made the swap to being optimistic a little too fast. Yeah. But it made sense for what the show had to be when it ended. Yeah. Yeah. I think they left the show with like a lot of opportunities to go further or if the show needs to end it, they could Mm -hmm. end it now. Yeah. Which they won't because they're they're not going to throw money away. Where would you like to see the show go in season four? Um, well, we got the, that, uh, Easter egg for, bullseye again of him yeah. getting his adamantium skeleton or he doesn't have spine a, is it did they say adamantium no but in the comics it's adamantium oh did, really i don't know anything about bullseye in the comics. okay i saw this on youtube video but okay. yeah when he's getting his back surgery like in the comics he gets an adamantium spine weird how does that help him uh he's a stronger and he has uh loses his sense of pain whoa so he has no pain that's cool but then he's stronger more durable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't have his back broken by a kingpin anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that trick's only gonna work once. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. even in the show, like the doctor who they mentioned by name, which is like Doctor Oyama or something, mm-hmm. in the comics is the guy who does like Weapon X and all that. Oh, cool. so it is that doctor. Yeah. Which maybe I guess they didn't use that name in the Fox universe first, so it wasn't mm-hmm. taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. So Bullseye's coming back. Yeah. What what is he going to be? Is it going to be crazier? Is he gonna I think be he's going to be crazier, angrier, and take some more risks. Yeah. Um, I think he'll certainly be at the mercy of someone else. I don't mm. see him standing as his own villain. Yeah. I think he's too dependent on 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 somebody else being his motivation. Um, but as who that could be, I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah, we haven't had any hints of anyone else in the universe that no. could be like. And they've already villain. dealt with the hand. They've already dealt with Fisk. He's yeah. going to prison. 
Um, I, and I, my knowledge of Daredevil is wide enough to know yeah. who would be the next villain. I think that maybe it could be Mr. Negative because he's basically like a leader of like a ninja cult thing in New York City. My ninjas. Um, yeah. Um, and he, he is like a Daredevil Spider-Man villain. Okay. Um, he's, a, he's one of the villains in the new Spider-Man PS4 game. So okay. I think he's like a name that people are just starting to know yeah. and kind of have recognize it like uh, credibility with and that would, would bring watchers to the show yeah so i think a business way that makes sense and i think he kind of fits the bill um but i'd like to see this, this series go in a different direction other than ninjas yeah i think going forward from here like daredevil's name has been put to dirt hmm. because of like the incidents with bullseye taking the suit so i don't think if matt comes back i don't think it'll be as daredevil like hmm. i think first this season is going to be maybe more law focused again yeah. Because they just announced, oh, now it's Nelson Murdoch and Page. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be law-focused. He's not going to wear the Daredevil suit again, per se, just because of its name has been put down so bad. Yeah. Uh, the public doesn't like Daredevil right now because they they would still be mixed up. Who is the real Daredevil? But it is, How do it we know a, this is real Daredevil? Yeah, but it would back? be probably a journey of like trying to redeem yeah. Daredevil in the eyes of the public. Yeah. But I think it'll be more law-focused because we have Page again back. And I think maybe uh, Murdoch and Page are going to be back together. Mm. the relationship will rekindle yeah. um but we saw a lot of page in this season especially mm -hmm. in the one episode mm -hmm. um what do you think of that about her story and i was not really pumped when i started that episode i was like oh this is just a bottleneck episode to like make me wait longer to see the season finale yeah um and i hate it when shows do that so i was like oh, i could probably skip this episode and be yeah. fine but i didn't I watched the whole thing, and I loved it. Yeah. I was in tears at the end of it. I thought oh, yeah. it gave Karen, like, so much character and made her such a stronger character. Yeah. And, like, she's been through so much. But it was just such a good episode and, and a great way to tell her story. And her story was so engrossing and important to how she operates as a character. Yeah. And it gave us a little bit more of an insight into just why she is the way she is. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really, really effective. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it brought me to tears too. It was mm -hmm. just insane, like how well they get. Like that episode could be a movie on its own. Just like yeah. the amount of there, pain there could be a everything. series about Karen Page. Yeah, like yeah, if it's... there was a whole Netflix series that took place in that town that had those characters, that well, would be fine. We've seen it all. It'd be a huge spoiler. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it just shows like what it's like growing up in this small town and and just the pain she had, not having a future there, and just mm -hmm. feeling like a dead end, and then losing everything she had like mm -hmm. she was someone who had nothing like losing her mother to cancer yeah. basically killing her brother mm -hmm. having no one in the town trust her because they thought they knew that she killed him mm -hmm. and then her father, father disowned her, her yeah. yeah and just sending her off like yeah. that kind of pain like that is why she runs away and has no one mm -hmm. like she's almost in a worse state than matt is in certain absolutely ways. but and she don't... like wears a strong face like yeah. more often and with more intent to actually believe that she's that person yeah. that she's putting on the mask of than Matt does. Yeah. And when you hear her like calling her father and her father not wanting her, even though her father explicitly said, like, I know what just happened to you. Yeah. Like that just brings you even more realization. I of, like, cried the pain. Yeah. really hard at that scene. <sighs> yeah. Cause like her, her father just, even though it's probably been close to 15, 10 years, her dad would have time to heal, but the wounds are so deep in him that she's, he's not willing to to give her that yeah benefit anymore it's a really really hard storyline to watch yeah but in a good way and i i didn't know like i thought 
I didn't know he was going to say that. Like, I thought yeah. she was going to go to Vermont, and that's where she'd be safe from yeah. Kingpin. Like, yeah. just back home. I thought it was going to be her out of the show or something like yeah. that. It was brutal. Super powerful. Yeah. Very, very good season. I'm really excited to watch season two now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Foggy's storyline is interesting. His, we get to see his family. Oh, yeah, with his, like, little sandwich shop there. Yeah. I can't remember. Does he... He quits his job with his big fancy law firm at the end, right? That his girlfriend works for? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But he's going to work for Nelson and Murdoch and Paige. Yeah. I couldn't remember if he took over the sandwich shop or not. Well, his brother did, yeah, because his brother ended up getting them into mm-hmm. dirt and stuff yeah. by being trapped by Fisk, of course, who yeah. can resist Fisk. Yeah. But it's crazy to see how Fisk got in there, too. Yeah. And, like, oh, man. And just Fisk has his fingers and everything, and he has such a vendetta against Matt that yeah. he's, like he's going to specifically hurt Karen and, and Foggy to yeah. hurt Matt and such a good villain. I I want a Spider-Man villain that that's good hmm. in the movies. I hope I hope the next Spider-Man movie is good. They can't do a story like this in a movie. No, it takes it's, too long to It's tell. not possible. Like you'd have to spread it out. You'd yeah. have to have those like you'd have to strip this story down into its like essential beats yeah. and then have that spread out over probably three or four movies with the last movie culminating in what was essentially the last two episodes of the and series. And they would, they would never make this into movies. It's too adult focused. Yeah. Like every Marvel movie that's coming out is going to be focused on kids. Yeah. Kids and adults. Because that's what they need. That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. So Marvel will, will always be having the adult stuff be the shows where yeah. they can tell a long story have it quote unquote boring yeah and be just long and drawn out and yeah mature and in a lot of ways like daredevil is supposed to be people's spider-man analog like mm. if you uh when daredevil first started kind of like being written people read it because they didn't want to read spider-man anymore and daredevil was just essentially spider-man but with more adult storytelling right so that's pretty much what the Netflix is. Yeah. It's just Spider-Man with more adult storytelling. Yeah. Overall, just a great show. Totally engrossing, like amazing storytelling, amazing acting yep. from everybody. Out of the like, 20 or so superhero shows that are out there right now, yeah. easily the best one out there. It's not even a contest. It's not a, it's not a contest. No. It's the best out of all the Netflix ones. Yeah. And it's hands down better than anything that's on like CBS or CW or anything like you think the flash is better than this? No garbage. You're wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the way those just, I don't even know why I should be have to say that they're better than that. Yeah. Like it's, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. It's worth the $10 for, for just that show alone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else to say about it? Uh, I don't know. I think we can end it there. Yeah. I think we can end it there. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening to Screenshot. We'll have an episode in about six months. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's tradition.